0: from this Sunday until Pentecost, uh, we're going to be looking at Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. It's a letter to the Ephesians. So why are we choosing this particular bit of the Bible at this particular time? Well, let me give you three uh, of my reasons. First, it's a great read at any time. It's inspirational stuff. It's heartwarming and spirit-lifting and mind-blowing, and you'll love it. It's a fantastic piece of Christian writing. In my Bible it's about four and a half pages, so it's quite short. So here's an idea. If you've got a bit of time on your hands this week, why don't you make yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, you can have a biscuit too if you want to, and sit down with this book and read it through. It'll take you about 15 minutes, but read it through in one go and just get the whole feel of it into your mind at the start of this series. But here's my second reason, and and, and I really get this, that Paul is writing this letter while he's in in prison, yet Paul is in lockdown. It's a message of inspiration, but it comes out of isolation. I think I mentioned uh, earlier that uh, we visited uh, the cell where Nelson Mandela was held on Robben Island, and out of that little cell came a... Vision of freedom and hope and forgiveness which transformed a nation. Well out of Paul's cell comes an even greater vision of freedom and hope and forgiveness which not just change one nation for one time, but changes all people for all time. But here's the third reason, and I really love this too. That although Paul is in isolation, cut off from the people he most cares about and who he would most long to be with, Nonetheless, he doesn't talk about what it's like to be on his own. In this book, he sets out a vision of how we are to be together. His vision for a new community, risen with Christ, Easter people. And it's a people which includes you and me. A new community like this world has never seen before. Now, I don't know about you, but I guess some of us are using this time to think through about how we want to be and what we want to do when it's all over, what will we take from this experience into the future. And maybe as well as thinking about it for ourselves, we can creatively imagine what we want to take from this experience into our future as a church. How do we want to be God's community, his risen people together in the future, how we are and how we should be doing. So for these three reasons, and for many more, that's why we've called this series Life Out of Lockdown. So are you sitting comfortably? Then we will begin. Once upon a time, the Apostle Paul was in prison. Here's Sarah with today's reading. Great to have you back at work, Sarah.
1: This morning's reading comes from Ephesians. Chapter 1, reading verses 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him, Thanks be to
0: God. Well, maybe we are feeling a bit uh, cut off at the moment. That our world has got uh, just that bit smaller, and maybe we are beginning to feel the weight of uh, isolation and lockdown. And if for us, how much more than Paul in prison, not knowing at all what the future was going to hold from him? But. Out of lockdown, do you see from the start of this letter that he begins by blowing open the whole Christian picture of what God has done? He starts with this outpouring, this celebration of praise and worship to God. He begins with thanksgiving and worship and adoration and celebration for all that God has done for him in Christ. It doesn't quite come across in our English translation that uh, Sarah just wrote, but in the original, you know, that opening paragraph, that opening section, is just one sentence, without any pause, without any punctuation. One sentence. It's as though once Paul starts, he can't stop being grateful for all he sees that he is and will be in God But then having started like that, he then goes on to pick out a few special things as to why particularly he has this cause for celebration and thanksgiving. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Why? He chose us. Yes, we're chosen. He chose us, says Paul before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in in the world I may be nobody in the world I am nobody I'm sure to the Romans Paul was just another ordinary prisoner but Paul knew that before God he was special, valued, chosen and nothing in prison could take that away from him and second Paul says he's adopted He's adopted as a child of God through Jesus Christ, part of God's intimate family. And even in the isolation of prison, nothing can take away the fact that he belongs there in God's family, part of that special family with God as his heavenly father. And nothing can take that away from him. And then thirdly, he predestined us for the future. He gave us a future which, again, nothing can stop or diminish. And God did all this as a gift to us. There's a phrase that Paul uses over and over again in this open section. He praised, he gave us this to the praise of his glorious grace. And Paul uses a particular word to describe how that was given, and he uses the word lavished he said God lavished on us the greatness of his grace. Even in the poverty of his circumstances Paul knows the extraordinary generosity of God's love and grace. And even in prison says Paul, I will be part of the great fulfilment of God's plan which even prison can't stop. God's plan will come to its fruition in Christ, and I will be part of it. So do you see how this great vision fills all things in Paul's mind at the start of his epistle? And that's where I find the challenge for me personally now I know uh, for many of you worship comes quite easily but for me that's not always the case sometimes I find it hard to get into a spirit of worship even in the uh, most charism- charismatic of settings you know, I might just manage to sway gently from side to side with the music uh, but here is why I find it a challenge and And that's why I use the phrase to myself and maybe to use I choose to commit to celebrate. I choose to celebrate. I will celebrate all that God has done for me and all that I am in Christ. Now look, don't get me wrong. I know how hard it is out there. I know how much tragedy and suffering and sorrow is is, is all around us. I, I know the struggles we're having some of us to make ends meet, struggles even perhaps to find an end at the moment and I don't take any of that away. But here's the thing and here's the challenge to me, the fact that even in prison Paul starts with an outburst of praise and thanksgiving and celebration he chose to celebrate his celebration doesn't come because of his circumstances it comes out of his circumstances and i want to learn from that today just where i am will i choose to celebrate and give thanks for all that god has done for me in christ So. Here's my second thought, why don't you make yourself a second cup of tea, uh, a second cup of coffee and yes you can have a second biscuit too if you really want to and then sit down and stop looking around just for where you are and start being thankful just for the things you see immediately round about you and then in your imagination go outside the walls of your house. And imagine all the things around you. And again, what can you find there to be thankful for and be grateful to God for? All the people, all the things, all the circumstances. And then maybe, and this is why I'm in the garden, just, just lift your eyes to the skies. Maybe even just look at all the new creation bursting in spring around us at the moment. And lift your eyes to the skies and find that bigger horizon. And give thanks to all that God has done for you in Christ Jesus. And let your mind and spirit be lifted by this big picture of all that God has done for us. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. During the week someone sent me a a little clip. From uh, a woman about a woman in one of the tough townships on the edge of Cape Town in South Africa who's doing exactly what I just suggested we do in our circumstances just just watch this for a couple of minutes. My name
2: is No my church is Joshua Generation Danone. So I'm gonna give you a tour of my house. So come and follow me, you can come in. So this basically this is my house, and that is my kitchen over there. This is my kitchen, you can see my fridge. And this is my bedroom. So you can see I sleep there, my girl sleep there. And then this is our lounge, where we chill. As small as it is, it's actually big. I can invite people here ladies from church they dwell here and we 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 worship here we pray in this house and we have fellowship together it's so cool we thank god for this house and how many people stay here um that is me and my three daughters and my grandson so this is so cool oh a toilet you've got a toilet here But now, for now, we close this door and we're going around and use the toilet this side. The door is on the other side. And um, uh, is there hot water here? No, we don't have hot water. We boil hot water using the kettle there or the stove. And here also, this is our bathroom. This this is where we bath. Where's your bathroom? We use this. This is our bathroom. This is our bath. You can see. We take water and then we put it here and then we... We bath. And where's the shower? Uh no we don't shower. (laughs) (laughs) We don't shower, we just use the bath. We just get inside here and put water here and then you bath. Hey, thank you for the two, God bless. Thank you guys. I wanna say to everyone who is like really worried. I wanna encourage you guys like do not worry like god provides and he really does and even for me like personally like i'm a single mother but god i never slept without food in my house like god provides like crazy like really i trust god and i don't depend on my on my salary i depend from god's hand. i eat from his hand. so i want to encourage like do not worry god god's economy is always good it's always like he never uh, 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 his economy doesn't go down, never. It will never go down. He's always God. So just be strong and trust in God. He will provide for you. Even if he doesn't, he's God. He knows what he's doing. He's got what is best in, our, in his heart for us. He loves us so much. All we need to do is to trust him. Man, I'm amazed. For he knows what we need before we even ask him.
0: During Lent, I've been using the TIFF fund daily readings called Alive. One of them seems to be relevant to what we've been thinking about today. It's written by Gideon Hugh. Open your arms to your own humanity. Give the gorgeous mass of your entirety a warm welcome, remembering that all of you is loved, free from limit or condition. Drop your heart into a pool of wonder, that sacred healing water found among the stillness, found wherever there are trees or birds or streams or hills, or the opulence of an unfiltered sky. Do not let the screens hem you in. Seek instead the heaven wrought, the spirit woven, all that brightly sings of the abundance. Let your love travel beyond all bounds, let the curtains tear before it so that nothing is left unadored, including your brokenness and the failings of the world. Every soul walks with a limp and not one is unworthy of compassion's embrace. Remember, remember your divine heritage, remember the Holy Sacrament poured out for you in the form of a gentle man's blood. Remember that the cold shackles of death could not hold him, could not stop him from coming back for you. Creator God, release me from my obsessions with busyness and perfectionism or anything that takes up too much room in my life. Teach me Lord how to live well on this earth and care for all you have made. Bring abundance of life to all. And help me to give energy and hope to those I encounter. Amen. I know some people are saying that they are feeling a bit um, overwhelmed is a word I hear quite often. Overwhelmed at the moment. And I love that idea in the Psalms that our worship it's something of a cry of defiance in the face of adversity, a cry to the Lord in the face of adversity. We don't worship because of our circumstances, we worship out of our circumstances. And maybe one of the gifts that we can give one another, and give, uh, give maybe to those round about us just at the moment, is indeed that gift of hope. So today I choose to celebrate, to lift my eyes away from myself and my circumstances, to lift my eyes to that higher throne.